Welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast with Jacob Ayers, providing actionable content to help you along your journey to financial freedom through real estate investing. As the premier asset class, real estate has helped ordinary people just like you amass fortunes. The benefits of passive income from real estate investing will allow you to live a life you want. And now your host, entrepreneur, real estate investor, and apartment deal syndicator, Jacob Ayers. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, episode 240. Hi, I'm your host, Jacob Ayers. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm so glad you're here. Today is the first ever podcast where we have two guests on the show. That is Jill DeWitt and Stephen Butala. Since 1999, professional real estate investors Stephen and Jill have built a $24 million land resale empire, completing close to 16,000 transactions without incurring any debt or leverage. In 2015, they co-founded Land Academy, to share their experience and provide access to professional-level tools for like-minded investors at all stages of their careers. Today, we're going to dig into things like how to purchase undervalued properties and resell them more quickly online, the value of great data and direct mail offers, and why it is the best and fastest way to reach motivated sellers, and so much more. So, Without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode and bring Jill and Steven on. All right, today I welcome on the show for the first time ever, a pair of podcast guests, Steven Butala, Jill DeWitt. Hey guys, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast with us. Happy to be here. It's so different to have two people on the other end of the mic, but can you take a little bit of time and just tell us a little bit about yourselves? your guys' background, how you got started in the world of real estate investing. Just walk us through your journey a little bit. Go ahead, Joe. Me? All right. I was going to let you dive in. Well, he created this years ago about a way of reaching sellers. Well, actually, let me back up. Can you tell your backstory about how you got started even before real estate? Because that's where I was going to jump in. Yeah, in the very, very early 90s, I was a commercial real estate, like full commercial real estate broker in Detroit in like the second worst recession this country's ever experienced. So, <laughs> That's <was> perfect. <laughs> full commission and nobody had a computer on their desk. This is really before email and the internet and the whole thing. So I learned really quickly that the way of, old way of doing things just wasn't working at all. And it, maybe it was economy, maybe it was like, who knows? It just didn't work. There's, I was sitting around a lot of old people who are really disgusted with the whole thing. So you know, I tried to breathe some new life into the thing. And I took a computer, actually put a computer on my desk with no internet, connected it to an automated fax situation. And just as a test, sent an offer to everybody who had a fax number. And at that time, the fax number, that the database of fax numbers was all tied to like medical offices because they use faxes a lot. So I sent one to medical office building owners, long-term care facility owners like nursing homes. And it worked like a dream. So I, you know, since then I've been applying technology, like the newest type of technology to improve the way a real estate transaction gets done. And so that's how I really got started. And it's never, we've never stopped. Here we are. What is it? 25, 30 years later. Yep. That's fascinating. That's so cool. That's an interesting thing to do. So 
Jill, how about you? Tell us about how you got into this whole thing. So I got started in real estate a bit when I was in my 20s. I worked for some developers here in Orange County, California. And I looked around and saw what's possible. Then I went to the corporate world for a little while, got, got uh, hung up there. And about 10, 11 years ago, uh, partnered up with Stephen. And I had been in the sales arena for many, many years. That's what I was doing. So when I came along, I knew just a little bit. And I'm a quick learner, I like to think. So I jumped in. I brought my sales background and a lot of energy. And uh, here we are. I mean, Jill and I take a very different approach. I think we still share the same long-term goals, a very different approach to doing a real estate deal. I'm very much involved in the acquisition process and the pre-acquisition process. And it's everything we do is data-centric. The more data, the better. How we choose where to send mail, what offers we choose, what amounts we put in the offers, all that stuff falls on me. And then at the point where they start to respond, the sellers choose themselves and come back to us and say, yeah, we actually do want to sell. She takes over. That's it. And that's why we're so good together. I always say, just make my phone ring, whether it's on the buy side or the sell side. And that's what he's so good at. So it works out great. Yeah, that's awesome. And so I think it's interesting to note here that you guys are investing in raw land. So not buy and hold real estate, not flips, not apartments, but rather land. So tell us how you settled on that as a real estate investment asset class, let's call it. So think of a commercial real estate transaction where there's several potential sellers as partners, several potential buyers. There's probably more than one lender, maybe a debt piece and an equity piece. Mm-hmm. There's uh, inspectors, potentially the EPA. And that. so I cut my teeth on the most complicated type of transaction you can come up with. And it was very frustrating. From minute one, it was frustrating for me. You know, I made it work back then, but it was frustrating. So fast forward now, we do the simplest type of transaction there ever was. We send somebody an offer blind with a price in there that works for us already because we looked at it. We do this by the 10,000s. It comes back to us. The seller's very motivated already because they signed that undervalued offer. And from there, it takes maybe seven days to get the whole thing done. Mm-hmm. For cash, there's nobody involved. No real estate agents, no lenders, no, the EPA is not involved. No one's looking at the deal except a buyer and a seller, you know, with our checkbook. So, you know, I went from the worst to I, what I think is the most efficient. And we've done, since I started this land business in 99, I've done over 16,000 deals this way. Wow. I personally love them because this has always been our thing. We need to do something we can do from the back of a boat, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that's it. And then all that, we have a lot of investors in our community that are, you know, all over the world doing this. And that's what I love. Wherever I can travel, business doesn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, exactly. In 2015, we launched Land Academy. Mm -hmm. So Jill and I were doing this on our own for years and years together, very successfully. And we kept getting this question from our people who are buying our land, like, how do you guys get this so cheap that you can resell it and stay in business? And so we finally answered that with a program. And that's probably why we're in front of you today. Yeah, yeah sure. So tell us a little bit about how this raw land investment model works. How are you finding deals? Who are you buying parcels of land from? Who are you selling them to? Just talk us through like the high level details of that. Well, we just basically teach our whole business model. That's what Land Academy is. And when we sat down to do this, it was, and like Stephen just said, it was a result of so many of our wholesale buyers going, all right, I need to know what you guys are doing. And it really is, you know, all what goes into everything he does from the research on picking a county, what triggers he looks for, how he gets the data, where we get the data, how he scrubs the data. And the biggest thing is pricing these offers and getting the mail. So when we did Land Academy, we really 
we kind of just set out to share our business model. And we put, I was like six, eight, I don't remember how many months we put in it. It was a long time. And every time we sat down, we're like, all right, do we include this? We're like, yeah, people are going to need to know this if they want to have a business like ours. And we never imagined it would be what it is today. And it would just take off. You know, when we launched it, Stephen's like, oh, maybe who's going to even buy this thing? Well, let's just even see. And then, whoa, hold on to your hat. Here we are. I mean, I can walk you through the steps if you want. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Please do. So step one is choosing a county. So I go and I just start researching like you would research anything on Google. I check the major land sites like Land and Farm. We own a site called Landpin where people post stuff, landwatch.com and of course the MLS. And there's a bunch of other sites. And I take a look at what county seems to me to be selling. And for whatever reasons, I choose a county. So right now I just did a huge mailer and Right before I got on with you, I was looking at how it's doing in New Mexico. So I chose, let's just take one county in New Mexico. I download every single person that owns a piece of real estate, every single property owner, regardless of type. We're licensed providers of RealQuest Pro, Title Pro 24-7, and Datatree. Those are the three major providers. We're the only ones who are licensed providers of all three that I know of. And so I pulled that universal data set of, let's say, Chavez County, New Mexico. So there's lots in there, 10, 20, 30,000 owners. Yeah. I scrub out all the commercial property. I scrub out all the industrial property. For this example, all the residential property. And I'm, what's left, I'm left with the universe of land in that county. Then I just choose how big or small I want them. In this case, I chose between five and 40 acres. And I priced it all out by looking at what it's selling for. And then I send it out for about 20% of the retail value of it. Because we're going to sell it. We're going to wholesale it out to somebody who's going to retail it. And everybody gets an offer with the exact number on there that I come up with. So tens of thousands of offers go out at a time. And for every three or 400 offers we send out for rural vacant land like this, we buy a property. And that's how it starts. Wow, that's awesome. And so you're just kind of going out like shotgun approach at first, looking at all these parcels of land and you're making offers. So how are you able to come up with an offer without Side unseen without, you know, looking at comps or are you looking at comps? How does that offer approach look? Uh, we buy a lot of houses, but this discussion I think is just for land. Sure, uh, sure. The house thing is a different story, but so I'll take an average price per acre and we shotgun it. But we believe that once those, all those offers go out, the sellers, potential sellers, the ones who are motivated, weed themselves out and then reach us. Mm-hmm. So we don't go out looking for deals every morning like most of the world does. Jill goes into the office with her staff and there's stacks of offers on her desk and her mailbox is full or her staff's mailbox is full with, you know, people either saying, go jump in a lake. And that's the most, <laughs> know, yeah. most rated G way I can say it on, yeah. on the show because <laughs> it doesn't happen like that in real life. Right. Yeah. Or they say, oh my gosh, your timing's perfect. My husband uh, died two years ago. I've never wanted this property. In fact, I didn't even know he owned it. You know, I'd be happy to sell it to you for that. You know, how long is it going to take? What do we do? So. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah, awesome. So you're going out, you're mass mailing to a specific county. Now, when you're looking at a county, what kind of things are you looking for in this county? Like, are you looking for in migration versus out migration? Any kind of like job growth? Does do those kind of metrics matter when you're buying land is so much as they would matter, like when you're buying commercial real estate, for example? On the big scale, it does. Like, I'm not going to go in and we don't go in and pick a county where there's just so much property available. We don't want to even mess with that. We try to find a healthy mix. And then I was going to reiterate too that I think you were asking about pricing. Yeah. We look at the counties. I, or I know I'm like, this is my 30,000 foot explanation because yeah. this one's the pro. Okay. So 
I'll explain the skipping along the top version. <laughs> so it's like basically looking at maybe you're on, you go on Land Watch and Land and Farm and all these areas, just kind of get an idea. Think about an area that maybe I tell people appeals to you. Maybe, you know, it's a couple hours from um, maybe outside of Dallas area, maybe Oklahoma, places where people might want to go and have some land to fish or, or camp or something like that. This is something that someone might do. We might help them to get started. Mm-hmm. So you pick a county in Oklahoma and you go look up that county and you get a feel for there. Make sure there's not a lot of property available that might, and there's some other triggers that we go into that we share that would be good ideas. Then you're going to go and look at the prices in the property. So you're going to hit the five and 10 acres that they're all selling for, let's just say $10,000 between 10 and $20,000 kind of thing. So what you want to do is, all right, so if I want to sell and I want to sell it wholesale and sell it fast, everybody else, the bottom one is 10,000. I want mine to be priced at 8,000 because I want it to come in, you know, and be below everybody else. So that means when I make my offer, I'm going to offer 4,000. Because my goal is to double my money and get out. That's right. And people don't realize that I can send out offers. We do all day long, gosh, for $4,000 for these great properties that if they want to retail them, they can get 20, but they don't want to do that. Very happy to get my offer and know that I'm going to have a check to them on Tuesday. And that's how it goes. What I really like what you guys are doing there is you're not necessarily going out and really trying to sort and find motivated sellers, but you're letting people kind of self-qualify themselves by saying, hey, I see your offer. It works for me. Obviously, it works for you guys. And that kind of takes a lot of the stress and headache and haggling out of the equation, it really sounds. Yep. Yep. If there's ever any acquisition problem, all you have to do is send more mail. And we have the data and the mail down so cheap that it makes sense. Yeah, sure. So walk through maybe some of the systems process that help you guys and enable you guys to do such high volumes of mail and research and all of those things. Because I know you land guys really have your systems and processes down. So talk about that side of the business. Well, if you've ever sent out a mailer ever. uh, I have. (laughs) Okay. And you know, if you send out 25,000 pieces of mail, what's going to happen? So we've all done that and probably won't do it ever again because it regenerates too much response and jams up the phone lines it jams up the email and all of it. So we've come to the, we have a system where we send out, I don't know, I guess two to 3000 a week now for rural vacant land. We have people answering the phone where they can handle the overages or the underages, no problem. We have a, a CRM and Airtable and SQL uh, put together that really works well where each of the people on our staff, and we have a large group in the Philippines that helps us, can log in and do their small little piece in the, so we can move the property through. The SQL part of this, which I started in 2004, SQL CRM slash database, relational database, okay. was just, it was a game changer. You know, mm-hmm. doing it in spreadsheets is very, very difficult at this level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I've uh, done a small direct mail campaign there's that enough headaches that come with just sending out a small amount of mail, right? Like searching out who you're going to send the mail to, dealing with the inbound leads, dealing with the return mail, all those kinds of things. So I can only imagine what it's like to send out thousands of pieces or 20,000 pieces like you alluded to. So yeah, it's really interesting to hear some of those systems and processes. So kind of talked about the acquisition side of things. Now you get this property you know, under contract, you purchase it for, let's say that kind of target 20% of market retail. Then what do you do with it? What are you turning around and who are you selling it to? How are you selling it? Walk through that side of thing. Everywhere. Okay. You have to, <laughs> you, have to you know, and it's true. This is Stephen saying, if a property doesn't sell, it's only one of two reasons. A, you paid too much, you priced it too high, or B, you're not reaching the right people. That's it. 
we help everybody too. You, you can't say, oh, this is perfect for Craigslist and just put it on Craigslist and let it sit there. You have to create a system and post it everywhere. And now we use everything you can think of. Not only do we use you know, all social media, and I mean down to Instagram. Deep, I, you deep know, you could sell media. property there, offer up. I mean, there's so many places. Don't forget eBay. That's not gone away. Your own website, every no land less. selling site. Exactly. And then for a lot of properties, when they're, especially in a certain price range, maybe north of 10,000, if even lower than that, it's perfect for the MLS. Put them out there. Nowadays with flat late, you can get stuff on the MLS for as low as $99 with these flat rate listing services for through brokers. And there's no commission that you yeah. pay them. You just pay them a fee and they put it up there for you. So, and that's it. And then my job is really just, even the questions that we get nowadays, you just have a really good posting. It's out there everywhere. It's very descriptive. You're driving them back to your website where they have a credit card button where they can click and check out. And that's what they do. Yeah, that's awesome. What I really like about this investing in raw land model is you can kind of create these systems and processes and scale the business, right? Rather than, let's compare it to, let's say, buying, holding, small, multifamily, where you've got constant ongoing maintenance with tenants and termites and the toilets and just the whole thing that comes with property management, right? Whether you're self-managing or hiring a property manager, you're either managing the property or managing the property manager, one or the other, right? And there's the headaches that come along with that. I know that because that's what I do. And so it's really cool to see, <laughs> it's really cool to see the, the systems and processes that raw land will enable you to kind of build and scale and grow that side of things. Exactly. I love it. Sometimes we joke like, because what can go wrong? If there was like a small fire, great. Now it cleared all the brush, you know? Yeah. <laughs> landlord, the landlord way is very difficult to build equity. You know, in real estate, the best way for me to buy, you could create equity in two ways in real estate. Buy an asset that's less than what it's actually worth that day. So you buy a $100,000 asset for 80 grand, you've created $20,000 of equity for right. yourself. Or you can buy an asset for $100,000, which is what everybody does, and then improve it. Whether improve the asset in a large commercial apartment building, you would kick out everybody that you can, clean it up, raise the rent, keep the cap rate the same, but there are more dollars, and then resell it, let's say hopefully in three years if everything goes well. So you know, I've learned a long time ago. I mean, think of it this way. If you buy, if you spend $4,000 on an asset and immediately sell it for eight, and then you take that eight and make it 16 and 32, and this is what we teach in our stuff. It doesn't take long. We have many, many, many people in our group that are making more money buying and selling real estate than we are every month. So it doesn't take long to create equity that way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's talk about how one could get started investing in raw land. Maybe say they don't have tens and tens of thousands of dollars to go put down on down payment for, let's say, a duplex, right? How would one go about, you know, getting started without, you know, any systems or processes in place to go out and kind of start building those and find, you know, a parcel of raw land and get one deal and sell it, you know, go buy two more and sell it. Is that scalable, plausible? Yeah. Let me say something path? real quick. Yeah. Really quickly before Jill uh, launches into it, because she's got this memorized. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I truly believe that if you're, you know, you're an engineer, right, Jacob? That's right. You're a perfect candidate for this because you understand data, you yeah. understand systems, you have your own show, whatever you've done in your life, you're already successful at it. You just want to add to it somehow yeah. and eventually yeah. probably be the full-time deal. So you're a perfect candidate for this. If you don't understand data and don't really like math ever in your life and spreadsheets freak you out, this is never going to work. Right. Just, <laughs> really, just saving you a bunch of time and energy. Yeah, sure. 
<laughs> All right, sign me up then. <laughs> well, no, it's funny. It's funny that you guys say that. And Jacob, you are like, you are, that's our people, our we have core group. For engineers. Doctors, group. engineers, accountants. accountants. It's very, everybody that's real Aerospace. data, you know, and they all want the data to do the hard work for them, which is smart. And you're right. You know, we use mail merges. If you can't figure out what a mail merge is, this isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, look <laughs> at that kind of a thing. So, so interesting. But for getting started, I always say if you don't have a lot of money, that's okay. Start small. You can buy properties for $1,000 and turn it into 3000 like you just said. And we have so many people that that's just all that they did and just watched it grow. Also, we now do our own deal funding for land and houses because we've always told everybody, do not let a good deal go to waste. You should never let a good deal go we to waste. We finance a lot of people's deals. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll send out financing. mail, right? And then they're out of their acquisition funds and they're staring at five more deals. We don't want anybody to lose those. So we'll come in and we'll fund them for them and then we'll split the profit. Yeah, that's a good problem to have, right? If your pipeline's so full that you're running out of capital to continue yep. to buy deals, that's a good position to be in, right? So Exactly. It's very common. You're like property, you might be cash flow and property full. It kind of goes back and forth a lot sometimes. Sure. And we started Midland Academy not to make it a profit center. We started it to teach and generate future business partners, real estate business partners for ourselves. Yep. And that paid out in spades because we have people in our group that just have access to millions and millions and millions of dollars. So we're doing some big, big commercial deals with same methodology, but we're doing a bunch of big deals now. And we have access to enough capital to really keep up with how much mail we can send. And then now the demand of all the people in our group because they're finding their own deals and looking to us for money. Exactly. Sure. Now, when you're talking about raw land, do you think it's more commoditized versus, say, a single family house comparing it to other raw land? You know, like, hey, this is a two acre parcel next to another two acre parcel. What's the difference in the two, right? Are you really looking into like, hey, this property has a creek running through it or this property is, you know, completely landlocked by, I don't know, a, a dump or something, right? You know, are there any like qualitative features you're looking at in these parcels? That's an extremely intelligent, like master's degree level question. Well, <laughs> we send all this mail out and it comes back right. and we, we're staring at 10 deals. We're mm-hmm. going to do maybe three or four of them because of what you just said. Mm-hmm. And we call them attributes. So they have to have the four. I came up with this four A's a long time ago. Okay. It needs to have acreage. The larger, the better. Affordability, the cheaper, the better. An attribute or attributes, it's close to the Grand Canyon, a stream's running through it, like you said. It's got fantastic access. We just bought a property that's right on the freeway, which is really good for us a few days ago. Attributes and... Access is the force. Oh, access. Access. You know, because with rural vacant land, that's a big issue. I check for access, number one. So versus houses, which we buy a ton of, is all just price per square foot. You know, we need to be in at 75 to 80% of what we can sell it for that day. And yeah, we okay. buy a ton of houses like that. We call those singles. <laughs> like single base hits, huh? Yeah, base hits. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. So you've got the acreage, affordability, attributes, and then finally access. And yep. so you're able to kind of do all this research from your laptop at home, figuring out what this land is like, where it's at, the access, all those kinds of things without having to go out and drive by and you know look at the property and have an inspector and do all of those things, it sounds. We never look at the properties. <laughs> We have a few mantras that are on a sign in our office for all our people. Number one is good acquisitions solve all problems. I've never heard of anyone who said, you know, every single problem that every member comes to us with is because they paid too much for the property. Sure. And another one is leaving your desk is inefficient. 
And I, you know, and getting your car is just horrifically inefficient. No driving for dollars in this. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> she does a whole thing. On oh, that. Jacob. <laughs> oh, you just push the button. Go. Okay. Well, let's hear it. Fire uh, Jill. I have a pet peeve about that. If, <laughs> okay. My, my whole thing is if you think that you're the one person that just found this one gem that's been boarded up for 10 years, you're <laughs> wrong. There's a reason why it's been boarded up for 10 years in this fantastic neighborhood. You just haven't figured out what it is yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And you know, I guess if you're talking about, you know, more rural land too, you know, you're buying kind of ruler parts of the country or of a particular state, it's really hard to go out and make that even plausible, right? To go out and drive by these parcels. And not that you'd even want to, to be honest, you know, if you're buying in the desert of New Mexico or something, you probably don't want to leave your beautiful beachfront home and go out there just to say, yeah, there's the land. Okay. It looks like what I thought it did. You know, I used to do that long before I met Jill. I was on the road like 300 days a year. Wow. Going to auctions and looking at property. And because the internet just wasn't, this was before Google earth, you know, you just, Mm -hmm. where's the property? Right. Now we send photographers. Now it's really easy. We just, you could just hire someone on Craigslist for 50 bucks and they'll even do drones. You can get, you know, for the right property, if it's a big acreage, something all pretty, a good price point, we'll make a little drone video out of it, you know, hire somebody to do that. And, it's, and it really helps them sell. So are there any states or particular regions of the country that this model tends to work better than others do just to do like the nature of laws and transactions and things like that? Or is it pretty nationwide, universal, let's call it? Every week on Wednesday, we have a out, it ends up being two hours, a two hour webinar for our members. And a lot of what we cover is, is Michigan good? Is Minnesota good? Are the counties in Michigan, are they good or bad? Because we've mailed all over the country. And so we talk about that. But to directly answer your question, this works everywhere. For every product type, the uh, variance is price. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to offer $500 an acre in city of Manhattan. You're just not. <laughs> well, you might, but you're not going to get me. <laughs> exactly. You will find, but yeah. if you price it right, you'll buy some property there. There's a few notable do not contact states. There are Idaho, Wyoming, and Kansas that I know of. So you don't want to send mail there. It just ends up being a big mess. Why is that? They're do not contact states. They've designated themselves and people voted on it long, long before we were in the business. And so you can't send, to my knowledge, you can't send mail, like even like a coupon mailer that we all get for the grocery store. You wow. just, you don't, can't send mail there. So, but then I'm going to focus on the negative. It works everywhere else. I mean, mm-hmm. and we get a very consistent response. It's just all a matter of price. Mm-hmm. Sure. So when you're turning around and selling this land, are you like, who's the typical buyer for it? And how are you advertising it? Like, you know, that's what's so funny. I learned a long time ago, just because it's not something that appeals to me, doesn't mean it's going to not appeal to somebody else. I remember one property years ago, I had the, it was like, it was out there, man. There was no, you had to have four wheel drive and a GPS to find it. Yeah. And I had the right guys come along. These couple of guys, they were like, they wanted to hunt there and they wanted to go off and with their ATVs and get lost, right? So I remember them calling and I'm giving my information, just saying, all right, here you go. By the way, you're going to need four wheel drive and a GPS. And they're like, yes, they were so excited. They loved it. So you never know. You just have to, every property, you just have to properly convey exactly what it is. If part of it's on a, on a, got a bluff, but then it has a beautiful view or some protective whatever. You just put that in the posting and the right person will find it and buy it. So well, we think of- our deficiencies, like yeah. you can't get there unless you have an ATV, they see as an attribute. Yeah. It just yeah. needs to be advertised in like a Facebook group for 
getlostwitharifle.com or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you're going to go out and putting these resell parcels on, you know, particular Facebook and Craigslist and Ebays of the world, right? Not necessarily going out and targeting, you know, people who live in Texas for parcels of land in New Mexico, right? I mean, we, we do both. Like you should, yeah. we tell everybody you need to have a system. First, it goes on your website. Then you put it on like a, for us, it's land pin. Then you put on land and watch, but make sure you have something on eBay, driving traffic to your site. You have all these things. And then you start hitting all the regular, your social media from there. What if it's a beautiful Lake Oklahoma? Now I'm going to do some extra little blips into Facebook groups and Instagram things. And that focus too fishers or campers or whatever it is, just to make sure I'm reaching those people for that property. The vast majority of the property we sell is to resellers. There's a lot of people in this industry who love to sell on terms. In fact, we have a site called landstay.com, S-T-A-Y, where we post all of our property first before we send it all out to the the internet. Mm -hmm. And the tagline for that site is land acquisitions for resellers, because there's people that will buy a property from us. They'll click on it and put it on their credit card, literally. And then go post it for sale everywhere on terms, like $1,000 down and $200 a month. And they build up a huge cash flow from that. And without having to do send out their own mail and go through all the stuff that we go through. So it works out really well. The majority of the properties that we sell are to other people who resell them in some way. So you're almost selling on like wholesale terms. Exactly. That was our business before we did uh, Land Academy. And that's why, and we still do, we send out every Wednesday, we send a list of just a spreadsheet of state, county, APN price to that yep. group, then they'll fire back. Yeah, I want number one, 12, six, nine, mm-hmm. and whatever. Like, sell okay. a lot of property that way. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome because you know you would never sell a house like that, right? You'd just be like, I'll take the duplex in Oklahoma, the triplex in Michigan, <laughs> right? You know, people don't like get that unattached from a property. They want to know, okay, what's the construction type? What's the rent? You know, all this thing, whereas land is, you know, much more commoditized, much more just, you know, upfront and forward. So that's, a, I guess, maybe an interesting attribute when thinking about land. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about is when you're doing just like this large volume of deals, mailing out thousands of pieces of mail a month, responding to you know maybe hundreds, if not thousands of offers or accepted offers, that is, you've got to have a team and some systems in place. So talk about like the team and the scale and the systems you have. And we touched on it earlier, but just maybe like that manpower piece. Every time there's a bottleneck or a, we call it a speed bump, like exactly what you're describing, because we went through exactly what you're saying, like, wow, we can really scale this up. What do we do? Every time, because everybody in our group's got the same problem. Mm -hmm. We develop a website and create a company around it. And in this case, we created a product called Offers to Owners, the number two, offers to owners.com. It's for only for sending out, it's a bulk mail company, and it's only for sending out offers to owners. So we have a staff of about five people that run that company for all of our members. And I think it's open to the public. Mm -hmm. So that it enables them to get through the mental hurdle of doing a mail merge and the whole spreadsheet piece and actually helps them get it into the mail. So we've got several companies like that that smooth out that bottleneck and make the acquisition for our members, make the process easy. Right. And then just to touch on the hiring, I'm really a fan of, I'm looking for attitude. Years ago, I would hire based on experience. And I used to, I found I was undoing a lot of people's misconceptions about how to do a deal. So now I'm hiring. I want you to have a little bit of real estate knowledge. But, you know, for, so for helping anybody building up a team, I really look more for attitude because I can train the rest. And I also, I'll tell you, when I take a step back and look at our team, we all 
are out there to just make other people's companies grow as well as ours, because that's really what we've become now. We are here helping investors all over the world, and it's the greatest thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I think you guys are doing that's pretty unique there is you've kind of created this ecosystem around investing in raw land, right? Like you said, you built Land Academy, not necessarily as a profit center, but to find, you know, help generate deal flow and find partners and help people buy land and, you know, be kind of like, no, not necessarily just like, it's not like this paycheck for you every two weeks, but it's rather kind of growing and scaling your, your land empire you've built. So that's really cool. So, you know, let's say me, Jacob, as a new person into this industry, I'm going to go out and buy my first parcel of land and I have to start building up all these systems from scratch, right? Like you have, or the alternative is to plug into a system like you guys built there at Land Academy and then I don't have to, you know, create everything from scratch. It's pretty much the two paths, right? Exactly. I used to say back in the day, I used to say, God, I wish we had a, wish I had a version of me when I was getting started and us to help me, A, show me the way. And now I'm like, with the tools that we have, I'm like, Golly, it was, this would have been so nice 10 years ago. I mean, to address yeah. what you said, we, we started to address exactly what you said. Yeah. We started a, a free website called landinvestors.com. And all it is is like the Facebook of land. So okay. there's people in there. It's all free. It's an online um, community. It's an online forum slash community. So any questions that you have, including is this land academy thing that these people talk about on this Jacob's podcast, a, a pile of crap or is it real? Yeah. And you'll go in there and see if you keyword search crap or malarkey, <laughs> you'll go in there and see people are, people, our senior members are, are, we have an advanced member group. They'll just like glom onto it about, you know, they're good. They'll tell you the truth. They will tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what does the community around land academy look like? How many people are there? Like, what's the sense of community? Like, are you able to lean on other people and you know, ask people yeah. questions and that kind of thing? Well, we are a pretty tight community. We are hundreds, not thousands. And that's one of the things that I did not fully expect. We got into this with big hearts and open arms and happy to share. We are very upfront and honest. You ask me a question, I'm never going to say, oh, that's for whatever level or yeah, I'll tell you here, I'll tell you there. No, I'm going <laughs> to answer it everywhere whether it's in Facebook or on the phone, I'll, I'll help you and teach you. And so what we attracted is the exact same type of people. And it's so great because I'm watching our senior people have been with us for a while, members help the next guy, help the next guy. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is now they're, they're forming doing partnerships and they're doing deals and they're funding some of the new guys' deals. I'm like, this is the greatest thing on the planet because all that's happening is we're all doing bigger and better deals and getting wealthier together. We just produced a movie with one of our members because you know, we've been doing a lot of real estate deals with this guy for a couple of years and he came to us and said, you want to produce this movie? Because that's what he does in his real life. And so it's crazy stuff like that. There's crazy partnerships that come together. Yeah. There's guys buying mobile home parks you know, that own 10% of it. It's all passive. So it's grown into this thing that I never expected. Exactly. Land Academy was never supposed to be a profit center for us. Yeah. It was just supposed to be partners. Yeah. That's awesome. That's one thing I love about real estate investing in general, whether it's buy and hold or land or whatever your niche might be, is everybody kind of comes to the table from a perspective of abundance. No one's worried about you're going to go out and buy my deal. Like there's a lot of land out there. You can't buy it all, right? You, you exactly. Know, Jack. Exactly. So, you could be stuck in one county for your whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Sure. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, what else is there to know about land investing that I haven't asked that I haven't touched on that you guys would like to talk about? It's not exactly my forte or my niche. So, you know, I'm doing the best I can to try to what pull stuff say? out. But 
what would you say to somebody who's brand new, like who's driving between somewhere and there's all this land? Because that's what happens. People are driving somewhere and they look at all this land and a light bulb goes off of their head and they're like, how do I get buy some of this? Well, one of the things I really love about land investing is you don't need as much money to get into it. And I really like the way we do it. We are fans of let's not borrow, save up, do it right. I tell people all the time when they call and like, I really want to join, I don't have any money. I'm like, great, take six months, take a year, save up some money, get some money in the bank because I want you to do it right. I don't want you to borrow. I don't want you to get a credit card. I want you to be able to have, gosh, even five or $10,000. If you could save that up, get educated. And while you're doing that, by the way, you're getting all the free knowledge that you can to learn as much as you can. You're in our community, you're asking questions, you're learning about what we're doing. So when you can jump in, I want you to be able to, maybe you can only buy 10 $1,000 properties. Start there, turn it into 20, then turn it into 40. Most people like with a house, you can't do that. You can't jump in and I want to be an SFR person. You don't really have $150,000, whatever the average is right now in the US to jump in and pay cash. Or pay asset. interest on it. I mean, why would you and want to do take, pay it's just so much risk? Exactly. Then this yeah. is risk free. Yeah. Then you're opinion. under the gun. Yeah, that's a nice thing too. I pay. So I start small. I bought you know ten properties for a thousand dollars each. I goofed up one of them. Big deal. Yeah. The other nine carried it. Exactly. I'm not. I don't really care. And I learn from that mistake and I go forward. Yeah. And if it took me three months to sell because I was busy, that's all right. I'm not paying anybody's fees or interest or you know, any HOA or anything like that traditionally. So it's really, it's really a great place to start. That's what's kind of happened with a lot of our members now that now they're staring at these big numbers. And that's to say, when you soon you'll have $200,000 in the bank. And then now you can make some different decisions. Do you want to go the path that you wanted to go? Maybe start doing SFRs like a lot of our people have, or it's funny. A lot of people said, you know what? No, I'm good. This land thing's the greatest thing on the planet. I'm buying you know, $50,000 land deals and selling them for 120. Why would I even bother with a house? I like this model. We have so. a company called House Academy too that does the same thing for houses, but mm-hmm. we're not here to talk about that. Right. Not as passionate about those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, we are, we like them, but it's a whole different thing as you yeah. know. Yeah, you know, sure, just, sure. It's a different data set. It's, they're easier to find and source and mail because there's so much available data. Yeah. But so that part, it's easier but the whole transaction part is different. So let me add one more thing. Sure. You know, you mentioned uh, small apartments earlier. Here's how we make money in small apartments. Jill and I determined a long time ago in our relationship that we're not landlords for the reasons that you said earlier, plus 10 more. Yes. Exactly. And all of them are derogatory and awful. You know, know. Well, how, here's how we make money. We have uh, one of our members in this group. He's a city planner for LA County. Mm-hmm. And he came to us and said, I got all these guys submitting permits for, to do small apartments. And I noticed and learned that there's a lot of single family homes that are on major thoroughfares that have been rezoned for small apartments for the future. Right. And he's like, what if we send a mailer out to all these people and buy their houses, tear the houses down and sell this multifamily land to these guys and build it? So that's what we're doing. And we never get involved with the deal. We do the whole mailer and we monetize and use our experience to send these mailers out to locate these deals. These guys buy these deals for eight or 900,000 bucks and pay us 10% and we're never involved in the deal. Mm-hmm. We never represent them. So that's how we make money in small apartments. And it works for every product type. We're doing it with mobile homes too, mobile home parks. Right. Yeah, that's really unique. That's awesome. So you're just kind of taking your experience and your kind of skill set and applying it to a different, let's call it niche of real estate investing and yeah. helping people kind of benefit on that side while doing what you're good at on this side. So it's really cool. Exactly. 
Well, uh, as we're wrapping up here, it's just got a lightning around a series of questions we like to fire at everybody. I'm thinking about how to do this because like I said, this is the first time we've had two guests on the show at once, but I think we can work it out. So you guys ready for it? Yeah, you go first and I'll go. Okay. All right. Awesome. Well, the first question is, what was your biggest hurdle getting started in real estate investing in this sense, land investing? And then what did you do to overcome that? Developing systems and sticking to a calendar and wow, I overcame it was him. (laughs) (laughs) My answer is shorter. It was just getting that first deal done. Yeah. Yeah. Just get that first deal done. I don't care if you make a hundred bucks. How do I overcome it? Blood, sweat, and tears. (laughs) Yeah. You just got to take action, right? That's what it boils down to. Yep. Well, do you have a personal habit that contributes to your success, each of you? Mine is I'm not afraid to talk to anyone yeah. in any situation. Ah, sure. oh, yeah. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know, my right now, what's making me really efficient and effective is I, about two years ago, I started scheduling every single thing that comes into my world yeah. about that I have to do, scheduling in Outlook slash Microsoft 365. Like my inbox is, there's nothing in it, not literally not one thing. All the stuff I have to do is scheduled out throughout the day. So I wake up in the morning and I look at the schedule and I don't stress about it as long as I get that stuff done. Yeah, I like that. That's awesome. Well, do you each have an online resource that you find valuable outside of landacademy.com, of course? Oh, shoot. I can't. All the things that I have. <laughs> my only like one valuable inside. day that you find useful in your business? or I guess right now it's Airtable. Then I'll yeah, say Airtable's that. Yeah, Airtable is killer. Uh-huh. Could you explain what that is? It's a database that helps us. We manage everything from marketing projects to onboarding and offboarding employees to pushing deals through the system. It's a CRM, um, but it's, it's a little bit more than that. On steroids. Kind of like a project <laughs> management CRM type. We exactly. also use a product called, what's that product? What's the Chandler-based company that's done really well for us? Oh, Infusionsoft. Infusionsoft. Oh. If you have a subscription-based yeah. companies like we do, that's a fantastic tool. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Well, a bit switching gears here, but what book would you recommend to the listeners and why? One of mine is I, I just was uh, finishing reading The Mary Kay Way and the stuff that she teaches about building a company and motivating employees is never changing. I love it. I've never picked up a real estate investment book and read through the first chapter. So my book is Showing Up for Life by Bill Gates Sr. Because, you know, Bill Gates is father. Because he really lays down the foundations for what I think from a personality standpoint and how to get stuff done and why. That's, good. that's awesome. So that's the Mary Kay Way and Showing Up for Life by Bill Gates Sr. So we'll link yep. both those books in the show notes. Those are both new ones to me. So I'll cool. <laughs> probably give them a check out. So awesome. Yeah. Last question in the lightning round before we wrap up. If you were to go back and get advice to your 20-year-old self to get started in raw land investing, what would you tell yourself? Mine would be... Don't get stuck in a job and get comfortable. <laughs> Seriously, because you wake up and 20 years have gone by. Yeah. I wish, do it for a little while, have a day job. If you're going to do this while you're building this up and then switch gears, force yourself to get out and grow. And then while you're doing that too, you got to skimp and save and say no to a lot of stuff, but it will pay off. Awesome. I have three, uh, three simple parts. Shoot as high as you can imagine. So if you're thinking in hundreds of thousands or $10,000 is a lot of money, forget all that. You should be thinking in billions as, as early as you possibly can, as young as you can. Number two, if you're young, you got to reduce your personal expenses close to zero as possible and hold it there because there's so many distractions in your 20s. And then number three, do not get into a full-time relationship until you have hit the first or second stage of your financial goals because that'll put the skids on everything. 
Are you there yet? And whatever you do, do not have any children in your 20s. <laughs> yeah, okay. Those are strong, sound pieces of advice. I like it all. Well, he did all that too, by the way. He's speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> you did the opposite or you did those? <laughs> no, he did right. He did it the right way. Okay. I made multiple mistakes like that, not just single ones. But yeah. I mean, not. There's a, there's a, you did very well. Awesome. Well, hey, it's been a lot of fun catching up with you guys, kind of talking about the systems and the processes and just how this whole raw land investing thing works. Really interesting to see what you guys have done, all the deals you've done. I mean, 16,000 transactions and counting. You haven't quit. You're still doing transactions every month, it sounds. So really exciting stuff. As we're wrapping up here, any parting piece of advice or maybe something I should have asked you that I didn't that you'd like to leave with the audience members? Go ahead. I was going to say, number one, get educated anywhere and take responsibility, you know, take ownership for it. You're going to have to put a lot of time and energy into this. Not everybody learns at the same pace, the same level, but just do it. And then I was going to say, I have a, if anybody's interested and they want to learn from us, I was going to give them a thousand dollars off. Yeah. So put in the code RE way. I was going to use your thing. I saw yeah, that you I like uh, that. Yeah. had a little tip. Like if we want to promote something, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. That'd be cool with Jacob. So this is the R.E. Way kind of show. I shortened it. So if you put I love it R.E. Way. It's a long name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I put R.E. Way anywhere in Land Academy or House Academy, you'll get $1,000 off. Awesome. Well, really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Cool. If you, we already know a fortune's going to be made in real estate. We already know all. Everybody listening to this knows. If you take it seriously, mm-hmm. put yourself in a schedule and make a commitment and make yourself accountable, you're going to be right up there yeah. with the rest of us really quickly. I love it. Steven, Jill, hey, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thanks for providing all that great information, all that knowledge, those resources, that promo code REWAY. If people want to go and learn more about what you guys are doing, where's the best place for them to find you, connect with you, check all your stuff out? Landacademy.com. Awesome. Simple as that. Yep. All right. That's landacademy.com. Once you're there, promo code REWAY for $1,000 off. Thank you guys so much for that. It means so much. Hey, I really look forward to having you guys back on in the future. Likewise. Thank thank you, Jacob. Thank you guys. All right. Take care. All right. That wraps up this week's episode with our guests, Jill and Steven. Hey, I hope you got so much value from today's episode. If you like what you heard, please go over and leave a rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. All of those resources we mentioned in today's interview, you can find in the show notes along with that very generous discount code that Jill and Steven provided you. So go take advantage of that. Let me know how you like all of those resources and please feel free to reach out with any questions. You can always reach me at www.jacobayers.com. Till next week, engineer the lifestyle you want. You've been listening to the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom podcast, providing you actionable content to build your real estate empire. Nothing on this show should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for personal advice. The opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have a potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of the Real Estate Way to Wealth and Freedom, LLC, exclusively.